When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's on this time every Thursday morning because he's great, long-career radio, TV, great judge as well. Judge Andrew Napolitano, his new column is out. We'll get to it, War and Indifference. So here he is for his Thursday rendezvous, my friend, the judge. Good morning, judge. Uh, Good morning, Sid. How are you? You know, I think radio listeners like when the host talks about himself. They really want to know what's on your Listen, listen, of course, you look at the guys that have had immense success in this business, the Howard Stearns, the Don Imuses, the Bob Grants. It wasn't about pushing their political agenda, telling I tell folks, if you want straight news, go put on 1010 wins or whatever it is. If you want, you know, put on Fox News. But the guys that are great in this business, they don't spend four hours a morning talking about news and politics. They do exactly what I do. And like you, they don't hold back. They say what's on their mind. <laughs> right. I also I also commend you, and I've done this before. i got to say it again because I know you take a lot of heat for this, for your <clears throat> friendship with the mayor and your willingness to make his statements credible, reasonable, and to give him a fair shot. He has arguably the second most difficult job in the world. Uh, And he needs people who are willing to give him an outlet. And you do that. And conservative Republicans who love you need to know that we only have one mayor. He happens to be a liberal Democrat, but he's the mayor of everybody. And he needs to be given some understanding. And that's what you give him. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'm not even sure he's a liberal Democrat. I think he's closer to a Republican than people think. But thank you for that, Judge. And it's funny because you were on last Thursday. That's the last time we spoke. The very next morning, last Friday, some creep. In the New York Daily News, Chris something or other wrote this whole story how a pro-Trump radio host, and that's me, I am pro-Trump, is uh, chummy with Eric Adams and how Democrats across the city are furious with the mayor, which he did confirm. There are some that have called him and said, what are you doing hanging out with that guy, Sid? But he told them, go up yourself. I'm sorry, but I like the guy. He cares about this city. We may have some differences, but at the end of the day, Sid Rosenberg and Mayor Eric Adams both want this city to thrive. Therefore, like you talked about, our meetings, our dinners, it's all good. I think I told you that one of the smartest people I've ever known, certainly the smartest person I ever worked for, was Roger Ailes. Now, you ask uh, my my buddies from Fox, ask O'Reilly, ask Brian Kilmeade. I'm sure they'll agree. And Ailes used to pound into us. You have to have friends on the other side of the aisle. You attack the message, not the messenger. You never know when you're going to need your friends on the other side of the aisle. And conservative Republicans, just like liberal Democrats, need to understand that. Agreed. The next time time I'm having uh, dinner with Rachel Maddow, I expect you not to criticize me. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, you having dinner with Rachel Maddow, you know, people don't realize this. I said this to you before. Sean Hannity talks to Al Sharpton more than people know. Mark Levin talks to Stephen A. Smith more than people know. This idea that all your conservative heroes on Fox News completely discount the other side is 
factually, 1,000% untrue. How do I know? I'm on the inside. Correct. Now, Al Sharpton and I actually did a program together involving prisoner reentry. It's an area where libertarians like me who think there are too many people in jail and big-hearted liberals like Al who think that people in jail need to get a second chance can agree. We did this program somewhere in Jersey City. Jim McGreevy, the former governor of New Jersey, put it together. They had 500 seats there. 1,500 people showed up, and it was on the front pages of all the all the newspapers. What is a guy from Fox doing sitting down <laughs> with Al Sharpton? Well, right. by the end of the hour and a half, they understood why, and they appreciated what we did. And, and Al and I have been friends ever since. I want to read you these uh, two tweets, and good for you, by the way, George, and thank you for those kind words. I want to read you these uh, two tweets. One goes, I continue to be concerned about the impacts of the Feb 3 train derailment near East Palestine, Ohio, and the effects on families in the 10 days since their lives were upended through no fault of their own. It's important that families have access to useful and accurate information. USDOT has been supporting the investigation led by the National Transportation Safety Board. Our Federal Rail Administration and Pipelines and Hazardous Materials teams were on site within hours of the initial incident and continue to be actively engaged. You want to take a guess to those two tweets for Senpai? No. I mean, I have no idea. Okay, I'll tell you what it is. It's the Transportation Secretary, Pete Buttigieg. Now, this story has been out there for uh, about 10 days. There are fish dying. There are people in those Ohio towns scared to death that they're going to die next like the fish. And all I've got so far is two tweets from the Transportation Secretary, uh, Secretary Pete Buttigieg. And by the way, they met yesterday on Capitol Hill about all those uh, flight issues you know, a JetBlue and Southwest going back to Christmas Day. He hasn't commented on that either. So while the Democrats put this guy out there because he's gay and he speaks nicely about a possible presidential candidate, these are two major transportation stories, and you can't find Pete Buttigieg anywhere. Agreed. Agreed. The Transportation Department thinks in plain English. It's, it's a, a heavily burdened, top-heavy bureaucracy with more people at the top than people uh, on the ground. I often think that if the uh, airlines were regulated by private entities which competed with each other, you know, the government has no competition. And when it is in the business of delivering services, it doesn't care if those services suck because it's not going to lose its income, taxpayers, tax dollars. It's not going to lose its clientele, the people that fly on the planes and take the trains and live in these neighborhoods. It really doesn't care. But if it had competition, if one company ran the airport at, at JFK and another company ran the airport at LAX uh, or Newark, the, the product would get better and the cost would get cheaper. As for Buttigieg, uh, you're right. He does speak nice, but either he doesn't understand his job or he doesn't want to do his job or he doesn't have the tools uh, to do his job. Two days ago at um, Governor DeWine's press conference in the back of the uh, room in which the press conference was held, uh, an African-American, a young African-American articulate uh, reporter for News Nation, one of the news, new news networks that has a lot of my former Fox colleagues. Oh, there. including my, uh, my, my friend who threatened me with physical violence not that long ago, Chris Cuomo. He's on that station. Yes, yes, yes. Don't, don't bring me in the middle of that. I knew this was going to happen. You're both my friends. Yeah, I love I you both. Oh, thank you. <laughs> they arrested this guy, put him on his belly, handcuffed him behind his back, and the charge was 
resisting arrest. Now, you can't be arrested for resisting arrest. That has to be an underlying crime. Right. Basically, the powers that be didn't like the reporting that he was given. The next day, the attorney general of Ohio dismissed the charges against him, issued a public apology, and say it'll never happen again. So the government has failed in East Palestine, Ohio, local, state, and federal. And when a reporter had the courage to point that out, they locked them up. <laughs> wow. Unfortunately, the AG of Ohio saw, saw right through uh, all of this. Those poor people are suffering, and they're suffering because they put their faith in a government that has broken down and can't deliver the goods. This is why he's on every Thursday, the great Judge Andrew Napolitano. Great piece of information right there. Thank you, Judge. Now, the Trump loyalist, Guys like Andrew Giuliani, he's on this show once or twice a week, you know. Uh, he doesn't like Nikki Haley because things went bad between Trump and Haley. I mean, he'll give you a thousand reasons. Well, she left too early, all this stuff. What it comes down to is if Trump doesn't like somebody, they don't either. I don't practice that, okay? I look at Nikki Haley as, as a candidate. What can she do? What can she do? She had a good rally in South Carolina yesterday. Spoke about all the things we want to hear, right? Stopping drugs, illegal immigration, pro-police, all the things we want to hear. My question to you is simple. Nikki Haley, worthwhile candidate? I absolutely a worthwhile candidate. I was once at uh, LaGuardia Airport waiting to take a, a shuttle flight from uh, LaGuardia down to Reagan. And she saw me. She said, come with me. And I was on her private well, it wasn't hers. It was the private jet that the the ambassador to the U.N. gets. Right. So we sat next to each other for maybe an hour and 15 minutes and chatted about everything under the sun. We had known each other from uh, Fox. She's a very smart, very intelligent, very charming person who gets it, who understands the limited role of the federal government in our lives. I'm not saying that she's my candidate. I'm saying she is a serious candidate that people should listen to. And I wish that Trump, and I know he's listening because he loves you, Sid. I wish that oh, Trump thanks. would debate these people, whether it's Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley or Chris Christie or whoever it's going to be, on the issues and not on their personalities and their personal lives. Because that opens up a can of worms that Trump can't compete in, and it's not what the public wants to hear. They're sick and tired of hearing it. They want to hear arguments on the merits and for trump lovers to say don't even listen to her is wrong she has a serious message to deliver she's a brilliant articulate woman and but this is not a feminist message this is a limited government maximum uh, individual liberty strong national defense message which should appeal to republicans and is certainly worth even trump people considering final 60 seconds i know we're entering month 12 of this ukraine russia war conflict whatever you want to call it your column which is great i read them every week the great war and indifference uh puts an emphasis on the ukraine russia war but also with the white house talk about your latest column the worst decision that uh, joe biden made i was laughing like hell 10 minutes ago when uh, your producers were Playing that clip of Joe, you can't get the sentence out of his mouth, the poor guy. You know, I knew him when we were law professors together. I think I've told you this story. I won't go through it in detail. But my argument today is blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline is the first time in the history of the CIA, which goes back to 1947, that an American president used CIA assets and military assets to attack an ally, causing Germany. $10 billion in damage just to repair the pipeline. 
and countless billions in damage to their economy. You don't hear a peep out of Germany. You don't hear a peep out of the mainstream media because the great Cy Hirsch, another example of what we're talking about, whether you like size politics or not, he has three sources for every argument he makes, exposed what the government did. They attacked an ally, they attacked Russia, and they lied about it. And the only person who told the truth about this was Vladimir Putin himself when he said, why would we blow up our own pipeline? It must have been the Americans. And it turns out it was, and Joe Biden ordered that. And it's, it's the beginning of World War III if we can just yeah. attack the assets of our allies and our putative enemies. It's wrong. It's criminal. Yep. It's a war crime. I agree. Uh, it's a great column, folks. Check it out. War and Indifference. He is the great Judge Andrew Napolitano on 740 every Thursday morning. And another great appearance, Judge. Thank you so much. Have a great week. We'll do it again next here, week, buddy. Here comes the Murray Hill Diner. <laughs> <laughs>